Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Ooh, so good to see Michelle. Great to have you from Canada. And we've got Natalie here. Beautiful to have you, Natalie. We haven't had you for a while. So, so great. And Natalie's from Canada too. So in Quebec, same province as Michelle. And we've got Jimmy from England. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. And Wouter from the Netherlands. Hi, Wouter. Great to have you. Jimmy and Wouter, Hi. your questions were amazing. Really looking forward to getting stuck into those. Brenda, hello, hello. And then and Brenda's from the US. And then Vicky is from my neck of the woods. So she's two hours south of me in Brisbane. And Vicky, your Facebook Live for Sexy Fit was awesome. Oh, thank you. And we've got Alicia, who is in Adelaide, which is in southern, southern Australia. So to the west and the south of me. So great to have you, Alicia, too. She's got a little bit little girl, so she might not have her video on. All right. So we are in module seven or whatever module you're in, doesn't matter. Um, but as we're going through the launch, it's module seven. But of course, all of these calls are only, doesn't matter what module you're in. You're in. And actually, just as an announcement so that you can prepare for the next few weeks. So next week is our last call of the weekly calls. So that will be module eight or whatever module you're in. Then we go back to every two weeks um, or two, two calls per month. So the next one will be December 15th. And then of course, I think that might be for Australians, just you'll, we'll, we'll always warn you, but it's December 15th for North America. <laughs> and then we don't have a call until the first Wednesday, Thursday of January because the Soulcraft team goes on holidays for two weeks. So just as make a note that December 15th is the last call of 2022. And then the first call of 2023 will be the first Wednesday, Thursday of January. And we'll, this will all be on your dashboard. We'll, we'll put it as messages on the Facebook forum. You know, it'll be in your, in your emails as well. So don't worry, but just to kind of give you some planning. So one last one where we've been doing weekly, then one more in two weeks for the rest of 2022. And we'll kind of get you all prepared um, for the holidays. And then we'll get you started off with a bang for, for the new year. So super exciting. We've done so much groundwork over the past eight weeks. And so now we can really be set up well for 2023. All right, so module seven is all about training your team and self-care. So again, even if you're just getting started and you're in module one, this still will be super helpful because it's gonna give you insight into training your team. This is, I mean, every module is so important, but this one is so important because we know that the team members that we have, that's where we really get the leverage. And of course, we've, we've had this conversation a few weeks ago, but I, I really actually want to talk about it. So the whole network marketing industry, and, and this happens every once in a while where they get to be more under scrutiny. And so in, in America, which highly influences Canada and Mexico as well, but it's, it's worldwide, the FTC or whatever your body is for your country. So the FTC in the U United States, I think is the financial, basically they're just a, a governing body that looks into anything that's, that has to do with money or business. And so in Australia, we have something different. In the UK, you have something different. But the FTC in the US has made, they're looking more carefully at network marketing companies again. So this is why most network marketing companies have had to shift the focus to really showing that all of us are enrolling customers. So if you're wondering why is there such a, a focus on this, it's to make sure that we're compliant with um, what the FTC wants. And you'll see even in articles, like I was just recently Googling stuff about MLMs and even like Forbes is writing articles and you whenever the government or the powers that be want something to take effect you start seeing it in all the media because of course they control or whoever controls the media so you'll see a lot of kind of negative articles about mlm even in forbes magazine but fortunately because network marketing is so much more accepted and we've got um you know really good companies out there that are part of the direct selling association all of the companies that are part of the DSA, so like USANA is, always make sure that we are staying compliant. So it's good, it's just that it means we have to shift a little bit. So what I want you to take away from it is, yes, I have to get customers, but we still know that associates are the lifeblood. Now, people who are against network marketing will say that it's not, not right to 
to focus on recruiting because then it becomes like a Ponzi scheme, but that's when you don't understand network marketing. So say, for example, most companies, when we become an associate, why are we using the product? If, if you're in a good company and you obviously are coming from a place of heart, which we are. So say, for example, for most, most of us are in a, a health industry and, and Walter, you're in the financial industry, but it's, it's, it's the same thing. Why do we, why do we use our products or why do we use that service of the, the financial service? Because we, well, exactly. we love them and we believe in them. <clears throat> exactly. And honestly, if you didn't like your products or services and you weren't taking them yourself, you shouldn't be doing the business. You know, there's so there's still this old thing because way back in the day, like with Amway and a lot of the other companies, you used to have to buy like like a whole garage full of products and then have to sell them. But we don't do that. You know, we don't even really promote buying a lot of products like we would rather drop ship it. We don't want to have inventory. So that's not even our model. When we bring in a, an associate, and this is why we don't have incentives for buying, bringing in an associate, because then that airs into the side of that you, the only way you can be successful is to bring in recruit associates. So that's why we don't have incentives anymore for bringing in an associate. And when we bring in an associate, why I love associates is they are more likely to stay on the product because they love it, because we're constantly talking about it, versus a preferred customer takes a lot more work because they're not in our team and they're they're hearing advertising all over. So if we're not in constant contact with our customer and they hear something from Myers or they hear something from Costco or you know they'll go buy that cheapest supplement over there, versus an associate because we're continually learning and growing, we're more likely to stay on the products. So why I love associates is when they come in, they're usually stay on big auto orders, which is the life force of our business. And of course, they're going out there um, enrolling other people as well. And it's no different than affiliate programs. It's no different than a salesperson. You know, it's, it's no different than any of that. It's just that because it wasn't done correctly way back in the day, we're still kind of dealing with that. And so the FTC doesn't want people buying, you know, garagefuls of product. They don't want your business to only be dependent on associates. So in a way, I don't, I mean, I think that would be fine if you're, if everyone was an associate and using the product, but of course, a lot of people do come into network marketing, not in our company or not in our team that just come in for the money. Like they couldn't care less about the product you know, but versus like, we really care about the product and that's, you know, such a good way to build. So I just wanted to give you that background in case you're wondering, well, why is there this sudden push to so many customers, but to still stay strong in yourself that associates are our lifeblood. Like you, I don't believe, unless you are someone who has a huge online presence, like a massive online presence, or you're a doctor, or you're willing to sell, 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 it's very difficult to buy just, or to build just with customers. So even, you know, one of my, who I really revered when I came into my network marketing company was Dr. Christiana Northrup. And even she only made it to Diamond and she had one of the biggest followings, online presence. She talked about her products in her book, you know, so there's only so far you can get, even if you have a really big presence you need to have associates. And again, not, not because of why the FTC doesn't like associates, but because why we know associates are really important. So, so now all of our companies too can't be saying that from the stage though. <laughs> you know, they can't be saying, you have to get associates because then that could get them in trouble. But, but we know why associates are so important so that you can have that true leverage. Um, and, you know, it's much better, like, any company that you would have, if you hire a salesperson, it's even not the same because they don't have a vested interest. You know, they're just paid a commission. But the beautiful thing is when someone is in our team, they have a vested interest because this is their business. Yeah. And you don't need a lot of associates, especially if you build the Soulcraft way. And it's not just, you know, throw as many associates against the wall and see which spaghetti strands stick. You know, that's not how we do it. You know, we, we really spend time with our new associates. We really help them build. And then you have that associate for life. 
And that's why I'm, I will always teach you to put more emphasis and work on the front end because it will pay you so much later on. You know, I would rather put the work in at the, at the top end. It's kind of, I always give this, this, this analogy, but I figured out when I was really young that if you sat at the front of the class and you paid really good attention, the, they would last you like for the whole year. <laughs> and where I discovered this is one class, I was just as a good student, but I sat in the back with a friend and then the teacher labeled me as, oh, she's just a troublemaker, you know, which I wasn't, I was like an A student, but I realized it's all about perception and it's all about putting that effort in, in, in the beginning. Same thing with our associates, you put all that effort in, it will last you a lifetime. Okay, so I just wanted to talk about that because you'll see it everywhere. You'll see articles, you know, again, you know, not to get into this too much, but we're all about freedom. And because when you have freedom, you have so much more choice. So there's always going to be powers that be that don't really like people being free. They like them being dependent on the system. So just realize too, a big part of, of what network marketing is, is allowing you to be free and have choice and really command your own life. All right, so this, why I wanted to talk about this is because your associates are so, so important. And Jimmy had this great question that I'll start off with. So he says, really enjoyed this particular module, um, gives us a clear pathway for training the new associates. I really like how it gets the associate into action quickly. Before I joined Soulcraft, I lost an associate as they didn't create any business in the first six months. Now reflecting on what happened in the structure you teach, I've learned a lot. My question is, what are the characteristics that you look for in a business builder when prospecting? So this has so many layers, like who do we look for to get the right type of person in our business? And then Jimmy also spoke to the fact that that training initially is so important, but not where they're studying the comparative guide or they're studying like all the scripts and they're not getting into action. That's why the WAP literally gets them into action right away, because the most important thing is for them to make that first check. Most important thing. If you can help them make that first check in the first week or the, or the second week, they most likely will stay in because they're like, yes, this does work. Because at the back of their mind, they would have come across family members or friends that are like, network marketing doesn't work. I don't know anybody that makes money. And even if they totally believe in the idea, it's not till they get the first check that something in their brain is like, this does work. Even if it's $40, even if it's $80. So those first three months that I really recommend being joined at the hip is all about helping them get people into their team, customers, their first check, helping them see that this is such a viable business. And it's, I think Dr. Ali mentioned this as well. I think it was one of her comments. It's a fine line between supporting and enabling. So you don't want to be doing everything for them. You want to be showing them how to do it. So teaching them how to fish. So, so my, my, my rule has always been like, I'll do two presentations for you. And then the third one, either you need to co-do with me or do yourself. So because two, pres two presentations is enough to, I'll always be there to answer questions, which is really good positioning that, you know, you bring in somebody else to help answer the higher level questions, but you don't want to get caught in supporting someone into doing everything for them. And that's why the, 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 I have so many little, little things that you can say from module seven, like you have me for three months, let's, we're going to work really closely together because you'll be completely empowered to do this on your own after three months. And then that, that sets up to them. Oh my goodness. I've got to like really learn from Jimmy because he's telling me he's, he's going to support. He's telling me he's going to support me, but I only have three months, you know, so it helps them really have this time limit as well. Okay. So in terms of what I look for. Why I wanted to, Jimmy had posted this question. I was like, we need to talk about this because this is so important. So if you're new and you haven't been recruiting, then this, this may not be as applicable, but you'll, as soon as you start recruiting, you'll want to really notice this. You want to think about where have my best people come from? And again, if you're new, as you start to bring people in, where are they coming from? So I started noticing a pattern. All of my people that for me that I brought in were not typical nine to fivers. 
So what I mean by that is they were real estate agents. They were a massage therapist that was renting a space from somebody else. They were a wellness practitioner. They were a yoga teacher. They were, let me think what else. They were a medical device um, seller. They were a, a skin dermatologist. So they all, even that real estate person, which was, you know, I mean, that's, it was still his own business. You know, the massage therapist didn't quite have her own business. She rented space, but it wasn't a, a nine to fiver. Now, that's not to say for you, you might find that your people come from nine to five jobs. For me, I realized my market probably because my mindset was um, I was looking for really entrepreneurial people. That's where they tended to come from. So that's not what it might be for you, but that's what I noticed. The other thing I noticed is that they were really interested in health. Okay, so Wouter, for you, it might be people that are really interested in cryptocurrency or finance or investing, you know, like that might be, or might even just be painting. But notice what they're interested in. So mine were always interested in health in some way. And they tended to be really interested in personal development, like they had done some type of personal development whether it was Tony Robbins, whether it was um, sales training, you know, whether it was deeper stuff like Deepak Chopra yoga stuff, but something that was a little bit out of the norm that you would learn just in a in normal nine to five job life. Real estate agents were really good for me, massage therapists, wellness practitioners, when I would go to any personal development type of seminar, um, my dance classes, obviously, that, but a lot of the people that came to them were still in those, those areas. Um, let me think what else. And then some type of business that in, involves sales, but like I mentioned, like a medical device person who like actually sold to companies, medical devices, so that, that was sales as well but not necessarily a sales background. Um, let me think what else. Business coaches. So people who are involved in the business coaching world. I had one wife of a doctor who, the doctor was very famous in Mexico and he was known to be the, the number one person you would go to for fertility. So they, they were actually very wealthy because he was very well known, but she wanted her own money like that she made. So she you know didn't have to go through her husband. So that's why she did my network marketing company because she wanted to, she loved health, but she wanted her own thing. So she didn't have to. So, that, so that's kind of another, I notice. okay, women who want to have something of their own. Dermatologists, interestingly, most dermatologists that got interested in my company, it was not for this, the skincare, it was for the supplements. They didn't even want to look at the skincare because they had their own lines that they were already repping, but they wanted an internal supplement to help because they knew they did believe that skin is from the outside in, inside out. And then once they were hooked on the supplements, then they looked at the skincare, you know, like months later. So that's kind of where they came from. So for you, you want to notice where your people are coming from. But if you're just starting, you might think, oh, okay, maybe I'll just try Carmen's areas. But, but use those principles. You know, what am I interested in? Where, where can I find people who have an open mindset? That's why I like personal development seminars, because people who are going to that type of thing are always open to the not normal. Like they want, they want something more for their life. Then, of course, and this is probably very linked to our conversation last week about building your business around your passions and joining groups that are around your passions. But, you know, that always if, if I was teaching my dance classes, going to dance classes, going to personal development, um, you know, going to coffee shops and working, you know, like that, I always ended up talking to people. Business lunches where I would meet someone to talk about the business, I would end up meeting somebody else. So just being out and about really, really helped me as well. I think I've mentioned this as well. In Australia, when I first lived here, so I lived here back in 1998 to 2000. 
and it was my first network marketing company and I didn't know anybody here. So all I knew was my previous husband and his parents who were very against network marketing. So, and that's all I, so I, I had to like, like con like find people. I didn't know anybody. So I went, started going to two breakfast meetings per week. And then I also wrote one ad that was an advertorial. And what, what it was, it was more an educational article. And it, what it was, the title was, um, wealth and spirituality are not mutually exclusive. And then it was just a little article. And then, you know, if this, if this intrigues you, call this number, and then it was just a funnel. So I got six people from that. And then my whole organization was basically built from those six people. So, because then I just went deep with the people that they knew. And then we kept running the ad and we got, they, I actually ran the ad for them and they got some people as well. But I just worked with, with their, who they knew from that point on. It was basically mostly from six people. And then, then as I started to get to know people, then of course, you know, bringing people in from who I knew. Okay, so that's to give you ideas. Now the characteristics I look for, which kind of, kind of cross over, but I first, first of all, look for people who are entrepreneurial. That's like my number one thing. Number one thing, they value freedom and they value health. They're interested in personal development and they want something more for their life. They're a little bit like eccentric and I don't mean eccentric like weird. I mean, but we're all weird. Me too. <laughs> uh, but just not like satisfied with the normal, you know, like they're willing to step out of the comfort zone. They're willing to even be regarded as a little bit unusual because they care more about creating a life they love than how they appear to others. They don't prioritize fitting in. They prioritize creating a life they love. And then finally, they, they don't have to be a, um, an extrovert. And Brenda had a great question. Oh, I just have to thank everybody. Actually, I'm gonna send out an email to everyone who responded to the, the um, feedback survey. So helpful, so helpful. Just thank you. Cause that, that gives me like everything I'll talk about for the next year. And Brenda had a great question is based on how do you build a, bit, a successful business if you're an introvert? And you may or may not know this, but I'm actually an introvert, a, quite a strong introvert. Like I would rather, I'm a homebody, I'm not an extrovert at all. So I'm gonna, my next pod, podcast is gonna be on that. So I don't look for extrovert or introverts. Yeah, Brenda's an introvert too. But what I do look for is people who really care about other people and are heart-centered and want to help. So it doesn't matter if you're an extrovert or introvert, just do you care about people and you want to help other people? So you've got a strong, I look for people who have a strong desire to better themselves and better their lives. And they want to help other people do that too. And that, that really then helps me not get people into, into the business that are um, just doing it for money. I'm all about money. Like I love money. You know, I think money is just an energy, but I don't want people who are only about money because it's a different energy. So I want people to come into my business that are either love money or are very open to learning how to be lovers of money, but they really care about people. So they come from a heart center. I had one, one of my strongest leaders um, in the very beginning days, she's very strong, you know, could recruit like crazy, but more interested in the money and didn't really care about people. So she could literally, she could close anybody like that on a pro pack. So in, in my company, the biggest package that we would sell was called a pro pack. And it was, I think it was, no, it was only 1400 back in the day. My, my first network marketing company was 2000, their equivalent, but um, she could just on the spot to sell it but she just left a trail of people unsatisfied because she wouldn't train them you know she just really cared about making the money and then that's when i got really clear like okay i want someone who you know is is driven but they have to care about other people and then she just vibrated out of my business 
because if your vibration isn't, you know, this is why we never want to force, you know, if something isn't working, just let it vibrate out. You know, it's just a, yeah. So how about when you think about your five characteristics, let's do five or six, what would you, from this conversation, what's important to you, let's name those characteristics, because this is something you can put up on your dream board. So like one might be entrepreneurial, what would another, another one be open-minded? Could be driven by- I, I love that about, sorry, Carmen, I love that about caring about other people because it, it really does shift, um, sift out, doesn't it? I, I actually just thought of someone who really cares deeply about people. I thought I need to reconnect. Hmm. Yes, I'm so glad you said this, that these words help us trigger the mind of, oh, yeah, this person, yes. Yeah. Plus all the other stuff. She's actually got the other stuff going on. It's just, uh, yeah, anyway. She cares about people. Yes. It, it was interesting because you, um, in module one, I think you asked um, uh, asked to other people what they like about you, you know? Yes. And it's, it's funny, the feedback that you get and you try to to see if there's some match between all the the people who have uh, given you feedback. If there's a match, and there's quite a match, so that's interesting. Yes, Walter, do you mind sharing? Was there any characteristic that really pleasantly surprised you that people thought about? Uh, yeah, well, um, I I don't know how you how you mentioned this in in uh, say it in English, but uh, there's a low barrier of uh, that people are, who are talking to me. They find that it's not a, it's easy to talk to me and it's, not, it's a low barrier. Yeah. They uh, they tend to um, speak a lot and and, and well, I have this old. I did sales in the past and sometimes I, I went somewhere and people start telling their story uh, even when I didn't ask for it. You know, so yeah. it's like uh, they they tend to to speak out freely. And that's, that's, yeah, that's also what I notice about the people saying it for me. It's like a low, I don't know how you call it in English. Yeah, Is that trust? Is it trust? People trust yes, you? Yes, trust. That? Yeah, that, 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 there's a low barrier of yeah. talking to me and that mm -hmm. they're willing to share a lot of things, which is also sometimes private or, um, you know, yeah, and that there was, a, yeah, they're, they're, it's it was nice to hear. I know it's yeah. such an important exercise, eh? To because we don't sometimes see ourselves like in that way. It's so so important. Yeah. But yeah, the trust being easy to to relate to, where you're easy for people to open up to. I mean, that's a yeah. That will do. That will serve you so well in network marketing because we really want to to really understand what someone's objections are, and also their desires, and. Yeah. I talk about this in Soulcraft, but I always say the worst thing is when at the end of a presentation, you say, do you have any questions? And they're like, no, <laughs> you know, unless they say to you at the same time, no, I'm in. But if they say no, you know that they don't have enough interest or they've, it's just a no, you know, so we want them to have questions and to feel comfortable sharing any objections they have too. Yeah, I always ask the question, what do you think is good? Oh, and what do you think is not good about the, the, the solution? Yeah. yeah. Because if you ask for what is not good, also you you know what they you know already what they find is not good. So you can you can you can cope with it or you can answer on that on that question, on that feedback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th those may be some um, let me just turn off my notifications. That, that may be something you want to add for what you want in your team. But all of these things, if everyone can get really clear on six to eight things, somewhere in there, could be 10, could be five, you know, just somewhere six to eight. And I, I would put it up in your dream board. So you get really clear on the associates that you want. And one of the best things with, with manifestation is not only getting really clear on what you want, but also keeping it at the forefront of your mind and where you're actually seeing it. 
So whether that's like something that I did is I drew my my downline when I first started. And so like I I had two people, so then I had two spaces. And then like I just drew like imagining and I would I would actually imagine people in there and then I put the words of the kind of people that I wanted. So I was actually imagining my team, like what it would look like, what it would feel like, and the characteristics that I wanted. And this, this I know, when we imagine and we can actually see it and feel it, that's what brings it in. And I can tell you that the countless stories, like houses is one thing, I'm so good at manifesting houses. And the reason is, is I put that uh, as a screensaver, I put the house that I want, I literally imagine myself walking in it, what it looks like to look out, out the view, you know, meeting the owners if I'm renting, like I literally imagine as if, and you can do this too on an airplane if you're worried about like if the, if it's quite unstable and you're going through turbulence, I always imagine myself, I just close my eyes and I imagine myself picking up my luggage like we've landed and I'm picking up my luggage and I'm walking out of the airport. So you're, you're imagining the outcome that you want and you're feeling it and you're, you're really putting yourself in that. And it's also it reminded me last night, I was watching a detective show and the detective, you know how they, they have all the pictures of their case up on the, and I realized why they're doing that is that it's, it's all there so that you're constantly piecing things together. And when we have stuff there, our actions during the day, we take the actions because we're seeing it. You know, you're compelled to take the action when you keep it fresh, fresh and in the forefront of your mind. So there's so many things about manifestation, but that is one of the easiest things. Visualizing, keeping it at the forefront of your mind, screensavers, dream boards, and really picturing yourself in it. And when you picture yourself in it, then that's where you start taking the actions. Like when you're talking to people, you know, like you, our body and our minds don't like dissonance. So, and what that means, if you're imagining what you want, but you're not taking the actions, you'll start, start, start to feel this dissonance. And your body doesn't like that, so it will start to take the actions needed to create the thing that you want. And then you just take the aligned actions and go above and beyond. So like with all of my houses, whether it was buying it or renting it, I'm always thinking, okay, how can I make this good for the owner or the person I'm buying it from? You know, what can I do to make it good for them? You know, can I, if like for this house we offered because it was impossible to get houses up in this area for the past two years, we offered them, you know, we can pay six months in advance if you want, because I don't care about paying six months in advance because I'm going to have to pay that anyway. <laughs> so if that will get me the house, like what can I do to make it good for them? So that's taking aligned action and thinking, how can I make it good for the other person? And that's why universal principles are always about, you know, where, how can we be generous? How can we give? Because we don't know where, how it's going to come back, but it's that same principle. So with your associates, be thinking, okay, what's the kind of person I want? Have it on your dream board and then taking the aligned action. And remember, it, it can get daunting you know, you think, oh, how can I go from this income to, you know, $5,000 a week, $10,000 a week it can seem daunting, but just take one step at a time and realize that once you have a couple of good team members, it really explodes after that. And the other thing with manifestation is, even though I'm telling you to, to think, like, think about it and have it there, you also have to loosen your grip around it. So it's, you see it everywhere, you're living into that experience, but you're not having any stress around it because when we hold onto things too tightly, we, we push it away. So it's just like, it's inevitable, this is gonna happen and I'm just taking the action. But it's not that you're staring at your dream board all day like you would stare at a, a kettle boiling because we know if we do that, it takes the kettle like 10 times longer to boil. So it's, it's not that type of energy, it's the energy of just, okay, this is what I want, it's inevitable, I'm taking the aligned action. And I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm just taking the action. So does that, does that help with characteristics, Jimmy? And kind of, it's probably a lot more, but it's kind of a multifaceted piece for, and I, I really think our associates are the most important thing. 
yeah that really really helps yeah massively um and it's really interesting that the bit you said because uh, I've, I've got I've, I had three associates in my business and um the two that are doing really really well are uh, one's a hairdresser and one is a sports therapist and the one that has just left was a librarian and she's been employed all of her life and um and so I'm already seeing the pattern in just them three that you described so yeah that's just been really useful yeah really good and you know there will it's always if if we're very caring it's always hard when someone leaves but we can learn from it but don't let it affect you too much because sometimes it's just not the business for them you know so yeah and that's that you've got three data points that's amazing yeah yeah Anyone else have anything you'd like to share or realization from this part of the conversation? Any characteristic you'd like to offer that you think might help other people too, to zone in on? Yes, Vicky. I, I just want to make a comment there on Jimmy because this has kind of been my experience a bit too. It's really interesting because you can sometimes think it's your not you know, not providing enough as a sponsor, you know, to help them earn. But if they actually haven't got the self-determination and the preparedness to do the training and go outside their comfort zone, it is it is really hard to get them a, an income, isn't it? So it's kind of interesting, Jimmy, that that person uh, just wasn't self-determined enough, obviously. And it's not just about you. You might, ha might have had a better structure, but even a better structure in your training may not have had a different outcome. So thanks for that. It really is about what's in people. Yeah. Yeah, so well said. Yeah, and it's it's one of those those dichotomies because at the end of the day, when someone comes into this business, it is up to them. You know, like like all of you, you would be successful whether or not your upline is there helping you. Although we teach it in Soulcraft, we want you to do that you know, at the end of the day, it's not what's going, it's the person. Yeah. So it is that that dichotomy. And they they did this study with Brian Tracy, where they took 10 real estate agents in one pool and another 10 in another pool. And 10 of them, they trained so like so highly, were with them every day, gave them the best training. The other 10, they didn't do anything. They just let them go do their own thing. And interestingly, the same results happen in both those pools, two became excellent, two were just like left, didn't like just didn't become real estate agents, just left the company, and then six were just average. And so what they were basically saying is that at the end of the day, it really goes down to the person. But so I, I think it's really good for not blaming ourselves. But I think I would rather really help the person as much as I can because I know I can I can speed that it's really about speed and all of my leaders in my business. All of them I spent time with them, so it was also that and I, I really found and, and I think what more of it is about is having a way shower. Because when I think of what helped me be successful in my first network marketing company is I had a, a fellow I think some of some people in Australia will know him, Adam Hudson. He now runs an Amazon company, Amazon business company. He was three years younger than me and the number one um, network marketer for this company in Australia. And when I met him, he was a great storyteller, you know, just really vibrant. And I was like, if he's three years younger than me and he's the number one, I can do this. And it's kind of that, I think I talked about this last week. When you see somebody and you're like, I can do that, that's when it will happen. And that's why it's so important to find way shores. And then that's what you are to your leaders. You're a way shore. Where like subconsciously they're like, Jimmy can do this, I can do this. And he's showing me day by day how it's done. You know, so that's what you're really there for. That's also why I believe in mentorships and masterminds so much and things like this, because it's getting exposed to ideas and exposed to different ways of thinking that help us see that we can do it too. Yeah. So thank you. Carmen. Yes. Uh, a question. So um, you're saying that um, it's more likely that um, uh, entrepreneurs are um, uh, more in network marketing successful. Does it mean that um, people from working from nine to five who are used to 
it takes longer for them to to get in 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 in, in let's say in um, in the in the network marketing business or not because they they're used to I think it's it's also in my case because I'm used to work from nine to five and I was always learned and teach by my parents like uh, look uh, don't go for an entrepreneur because it's uh, it's very hard it's not good and it's you know and it's been there for a long time in my mind so now I'm starting I will, but I was I was always like why not why why shouldn't I do it and uh, can I do it and now with the network marketing. It's also something for me. I, I say, okay, now it's my time. Perhaps I can do it, and I can I can try it out. And I think for a lot of people who work from nine to five, it's perhaps the same. They are not used to having that entrepreneurship, but also perhaps because they were not taught to do it because of their parents. Yeah. Yes. 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 And maybe even parents that have been entrepreneurs, and it's been really hard. You know, so there's also there yeah. that subconscious, like danger, danger, danger. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tricky because if if they're in a nine to five job, but they're dissatisfied and and they have some get up and go, that's that's a perfect nine to fiver. But if it's a nine to fiver that's not that dissatisfied and they really don't have the get up and go, that that's very hard. It is why Robert Kiyosaki's book, um, The Four Quadrants, so he's got like the perfect, perfect business we've talked about, but also um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's really good to give people who are more nine to fivers because they really start to realize those four quadrants of going from employed to self-employed to business owner to investor. And that's, that's kind of really eye-opening. But so I... I wouldn't negate people who are in, in nine to five jobs. I have personally found it harder because they also, they like just being able to go to a job and then shut off. You know, so like they go nine to five, they take their lunch, you know, then they come home and they shut off versus when you're in a business, it doesn't, it's not like that. You know, like you, you're up and you're on your computer. You know, this is why in Soulcraft, we're like, okay, you've got to take a day off at least. <laughs> so Sunday, at least have one day to play. But we know what it's like when you have a business, you're, you know, this is why you've got to love what you do because you're working a lot more than you would in your nine to five job. And the nine to fivers are more like, you know, they, they're not as interested in that. So, so it, it is a, a big, either they have the desire, they're dissatisfied with their nine to five and they've got a desire, a strong desire. Because just like most of you, like I couldn't go back to a nine to five job. Like I tried one time when I sold my first network marketing company and I wasn't sure what to do. I went and, and um, just worked for a little bit and I lasted a week and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> so I can't have someone tell me when to take my lunch and like none of that. But for a lot of people to go from nine to five to an entrepreneur, it's, it's hard. But we know if someone has a desire, that, that is the biggest thing. If you have a desire, you can do anything. Doesn't matter if you don't have the skills, doesn't even matter if you're not good with people. If you've got the desire, you can learn it. So I think I think that is the probably the the thing that you most want. Like someone who has a desire, they really want to better their life. They really want to create a life and a business they love. And if they've got that desire, anything can happen. Does that help, Wouter? Does that yeah, yes, it's very interesting. Uh, I think also, like you say, the desire is doing everything. Uh, I, I, feel, I can feel also being now doing more and more uh, network marketing. There's even the desire grows, you know? Yeah, you see how good it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the other thing too, it's it's always tricky when we we decide who we want, but sometimes you don't know how someone will be like I've I've even been surprised like someone will come into my business and I thought they wouldn't do that great and they've done great you know so we also don't want to preempt or pre-assume you know because you just don't know so and I think this is just good in life like we set our intentions of what we want but then we just stay open and I think that's a really so then we're not assuming and it's it's kind of like the same thing with intending we don't know how it's going to happen so we're clear with what we want but we stay open to how it will happen 
All right, so we only have 10 more minutes. Where did the time go? So I wanna, I wanna go through more of Walter's questions. So, so his question is really good, and this is gonna be so good for everyone to review this. So building your passion around your network marketing, or sorry, building your, your network marketing business around your passion. So I've become painting and becoming a teacher, um, but how do I reach out to build my audience? Because there's so many different ways. So I could be mailing, I could have my Facebook page, I could have my Facebook group, I could be posting in other groups. What should I be doing <laughs> in order to do this? So if I had to start again, what I would do is number one, I would be doing the thing that I love. And I would be doing it if I could both in an online version and a live version. So in my case, I would, if I was brand new to Noosa here, I would start a live class and I would have some type of online version of it, whether it just be a Facebook group, but something that enables me to pivot if I quickly need to, to go online, but you also have that in person. Then I would make sure that I have a, a simple website, but you could do that later on, even just if it's a one page. So and you can kind of put that in the shelf for a second. And I would make sure that I have an email list and I have at least one social media way of marketing. In today's world, you have to be on social media. So we absolutely have to be, but you also have to be have an email list. So I would be teaching my classes. I would have some online way of continuing that community. So I would have a Facebook group for it. Mm -hmm. I would set up a, make sure that I'm always collecting emails. And I would have one, maybe two social media platforms. Right now I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook. I would probably prefer just to be on Instagram, but I've got a lot of followers on Facebook. So I, I put most of my emphasis on Instagram and I just kind of post on Facebook to keep that going, but it's not my main focus. So Walter, probably what you'd wanna do is see where most of the kind of people that are interested in what you do, where do they live? Are they more on Facebook? Or are they more on Instagram? They probably aren't going to be on TikTok, I don't think, for you. So no, no. Yeah. So I would Facebook most mostly, yes. Yeah. And now, now I invited a lot. Uh, I um, connected a lot to uh, people uh, which are in Facebook groups, like for painting. Yeah. And I added uh, late, I think last uh, month, about 70 people um connected to two for my facebook group so they are now in my well in my facebook um uh, homepage let's say of okay. my my um yeah my page so not in a special facebook group yeah. should i bring them to a special facebook group if you have something you i really use facebook groups to support the thing that i'm doing so say like my dance classes i have a facebook group for it so that i can make announcements i can create community um you could, as, lo as long as you have something to offer in that Facebook group. So you don't want to just have a group that just is there for people to join and there's nothing no. going on. It has to have something that you're offering. You know, maybe you do like a, um, a Facebook Live once a, a month or once a week. Well, like once a month would be too, too little. Once a week, you know, something yeah. like that. But it, there has to be something offered there. Other <clears throat> otherwise, they might as well just live on your Facebook homepage. Yeah, so you could let's say do an announcement on your homepage for instance yeah, exactly i'm doing a, i do my course of um, let's say difference between oil or acrylic and if you want to know more you can go to my group yes. um and then they go to if they're interested they go to my group and and uh and see it yes yeah exactly okay so there has to be that facebook group has to have something that you're offering i would also do little like free things so there's i'm doing content that's free but also i have at least little paid things like very low cost of entry to but maybe it's like a a weekend like even that acrylic the difference between acrylic and i, I don't know what you said the acrylic and something uh yeah yes acrylic and oil yeah okay like even if you made that like a mini course very low entry but something that gets people used to paying so that you've got free stuff and you've got paid stuff because you want to wow. position yourself as, you know, an expert um, that does give free stuff, but you've also got paid stuff. Okay, uh, I saw one 
guy and who, who did who had his uh, paintings there and you could download it yeah. and they had to pay for download. I thought it was a good idea also. Yes, yeah. And and as soon as you can, you know, whether like on my e on my website and also on my Instagram, I have things that people can have for free to get onto my email list. So you you want to build your oh, yeah. email list. Yeah. And like for everyone, sort of funnel. So important that you build your email list. Oh, yeah. And the reason is, is we have to be on social media, but social media can change just like that. Like, like I, for no reason, I still don't even know to this day, I was locked out of my Instagram account for four months last year, just Ooh. when we were doing the Soul Crafter Way to 100K launch. So it was horrible. No, no recourse. No, I mean, I just, I literally was every week emailing, trying to get back on. Finally, they just let me back on, but I only, I mean, I didn't say anything like was like nothing. <laughs> and why, why was it? Why was it? We don't even know. They would just keep oh. emailing me back. Sorry for the glitch. It's been, it's been fixed, but it wasn't fixed like for four months, like ongoing, ongoing. Oh, no. oh. So I, who knows? So when that happens, you have to have a way and your, they, I still make my sales through email. My Insta, my Instagram and my, my social media gives me credibility and is little touches but my sales come from email and that that enables me to also stay in contact and try different things feedback surveys as you know you know podcasts soulcraft fridays like i can try different stuff and that that is really my closest tribe and they're also the ones that i give all the free content to and it's also who i sell to so your e email list is but we have to be on social media too and everyone should have something just like a, a something free to get people on your list and then something very small like low entry like 19.99 29.99 9.99 that you sell like some type of ebook as well that's related to your your passion that you're oh. an expert in just something just something really small and then people need to be seeing you doing the thing that you love and talking and educating about it. So we we always talk about education, inspiring and entertainment. So in social media, you'll see that I do educational. I'll do inspirational and I'll do entertaining. So the entertaining are, you know, some of the the um, the reels or the dancing reels. The education is the copy that I'll write or the copy for the quotes and the same thing with and then the inspiring is more the lifestyle. So you all those three things are and you, you want them be, to be related, of course, to what your passions are, what you're selling. So. So may, your, your email list, your your group. But in that group, there has to be something going on. So free and paid. I haven't had that much luck posting in any, any other groups myself, but because yours is quite niche, I would try it. I would definitely try it. Try what? What do you mean? Uh, try. Post, you, you said you were posting in other Facebook groups. As yes, well. yes, yes, yes. I yes. would. I would definitely try that. I haven't had much luck, but my. I always. I don't like to say oversaturated because you know, we can use that as an excuse, but my market is a bit oversaturated with business coaches and manifestation coaches and health coaches. And, but in the painting, I think you would really stand out as something unique. Well, I, I, I did, I posted a few times a painting. Mm. I got a lot of, a lot of reactions back. So I could already on that reactions, I could uh, comment or uh, add them to my Facebook. Yes. And that's that's where I get the most uh, people uh, to connect with. That's perfect. Keep doing that. Yeah. And this this is really important. When you see where the energy is, go where that energy is. Yeah. Yeah. It's also because my industry, you know, health coaching, business coaching, manifestation coaching, lifestyle coaching has been around for quite a while. There's a lot of noise in that market. But someone like you, Wouter, and also Jimmy in, in PT, there's not a lot of people that have really been online for that long. So there's not a lot of noise. So you can really stand out. So like I follow a PT nutrition, I don't know, even know if he's, I think he's more like a PT health coach. 
he's he's a guy on Instagram and I follow him because he's so unusual. Like you don't see PT health coaches doing anything on Instagram, you know? So I'll, I'll send him to you. He's, he's, you're more sports, he's more nutrition, but it might give you some ideas for um, just how to stand out in your niche. That, that'd be great because I, I have a little bit of a block with that at the moment as to how to um how to share what my what my passion is so that that'd be fantastic yeah I've got another one in Canada too that did um business coaching with me for a while I'll send her, yours to her too and of course you you might look at it and be like oh no I would never do that but it can give you ideas of how you would do it you know how you could do it different with your personality which what I love about reels right now is we can really take what someone else has done and make it our own. And then the kind of person that would be attracted to our personality comes to us. So this is the beauty. You don't have to be like anyone else. In fact, it goes, it's actually would be, it would give the negative effect. You just want to do that thing with your own take and that will pull, it will magnetize the person that's your ideal client to you. How does everyone how does everyone feel about email lists? Has has everyone here started an email list? At least? Okay. Yeah, that's it's it can feel like a lot of extra work. And even throughout the years, I've struggled to be consistent. But even if you send out an email once a month to your email list, that just keeps you in contact. So and I've experimented with different things. Like my blog used to be once a month and it once a week, then it was once a month. You know, Soulcraft Fridays was once a week. Podcasts, I think I'm going to do once every other week. So you can experiment, but you don't want to go longer than once a month. And I definitely don't think you have to do more than once a week because people don't want you, they don't want you in, your in, in their inbox more than once a week. <laughs> I don't want anyone in my inbox more than once a week. <laughs> my husband. <laughs> and he can talk to me. So, oh, yeah. Rather not in your inbox, but rather in your home, eh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and Leisha says, I'm sorry, next week. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those things, you, even if you just start small, you're building your email list, you're sending out something once a month, and it's just, you know, just something really quick. Hi, you know, just something to, so that you can stay in your, your tribe's mind. And this email list is uh, of people that you connect, but also to your team, or is it a different uh, email? That's a different, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is more for prospects. For your team, so you can kind of see how I do with, with Soulcraft. I, I really like the interaction on Facebook. Like we constantly communicate for you on, on Facebook so that we can kind of have this tribe. But then I send you an email once a week right now for office hours. So you're still you're still getting me in your inbox and then other other things, you know, like like as you're going through the modules, you get different things like the the 50% code off for the WAP, you know, just different things. Um, so I'm for for my paid programs, it's a little bit different for my team. The team trainings that you learn about in module seven. So that's where. You're, you know, you're training your team, getting everyone together on Zoom, like once a week or once a month, just depending on what, what you want to do for your team. And then, you know, you can do emails as, as well. So it, it kind of just depends on what you want to do. Um, but I, I really did the emails for, with my team was, is for special occasions and more the Zoom meetings is where we talk about everything. But your prospects, you're not going to be doing Zoom meetings, so you, that's why you got to stay in front of them. Now this gets a bit more technical and I, I actually, I'm going to leave this because that's going to be, get more, get, we'll, we'll talk another week about email. We'll, yeah, because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I just want to plant that seed to be collecting, collecting emails. And the best way is to give people something free, like a free opt-in and then be communicating with them at least once a month. Okay. Well, and we'll come back to that any, in another week, we can talk more about that. Any other burning questions with this module or just in your your business that you want to talk about? I know we're at the hour, so. All right. Yeah, Carmen, so, I do have just one more question. Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm loving the courses, and I'm 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 so 
I want to share it more with the guys that I've got, the other associates that I've got. Um, but obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to repeat any of the content because it's not my content. It's, it's. I'm just really excited. How does the affiliate work for me recommending it to my team? Yes. Okay. So so great. So and this is actually really good for everyone. So when you first join the course you can refer a friend where they get $500 off and you get $500 off. So it's just an easy way to just very quickly, um, if you wanna get someone in your team to do it. But now because you're almost to the end of the program, in module eight, when you graduate, we invite you to be an affiliate. So don't do the refer a friend because when you become an affiliate, you actually get just under um, it used to be 999, but Stripe and PayPal increased their fees, so I had to split the fees. It's actually you get for every sale you get $965 US for every sale. Now the, the program sells for $2,500, or sometimes we do a special like like we had the special of of um, the 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 1999. But your commission always stays the same, so it never if if the price goes down, your commission doesn't change. It's always that 965, which is includes all the fees that Stripe and PayPal take. So wait for wait for that just until next week because it's more worth it to you. And then you can invite they can you can just be an affiliate and every single sale, everyone that you refer the purchases is able to um, you get you get that commission for. Then what we also do is we give you 10 um, WAP discount codes. And you can always ask for more. So normally the WAP sells for 149, but for your team, you can actually do, you can give them the discount code and it brings it down to $97. And then that what's great is it gives them a taste of it. And then they, they can still do the program, of course, um, but it gives them a taste and they can use that, that $97 towards their purchase of the, the full program as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've, I think we've got a week left before I get that. So I'll be looking forward to sharing that. Yeah, exactly. So, so voucher, because you could use that, that the refer a friend, but if you, if you want to wait till you've graduated, you know, in, on, in module eight, then yeah. you get invited to be an affiliate too. The only reason I do that is because I want people to, I mean, obviously anyone who, buys a course believes in this philosophy but it's like you've graduated and you've you know what the content is and then you're referring that someone does it you know it's so that people really know that okay you're a graduate uh, this and you really yeah and then that when they come in the program for that affiliate the only thing you, you would do just like claudia has done with you Walter, is just you know she will offer a little bit more support as well if you need it yeah um, but the program obviously does most of it yeah and it's just it's a good great, to have somebody. Yeah. And it's just, I always, when I first started network marketing, I did Marie Forleo's B school. So in 2000, well, actually, it wasn't when I first started, it was years later in 2008 when I wanted to take my business online. Or actually, it was later than that. It was, it was like 2011. And she had a $2,000 program and she had an affiliate program. And so I actually bought it off someone. So they got an affiliate. And then when I did the program, I became an affiliate. And it so helped me in my network marketing business to have another stream of income. So I always mm. said, when I have a program, I'm going to do the same thing because that extra 965, I would rather pay you that than Facebook ads. And it just helps you in your business because we know network marketing goes like this if you have another income stream. And I really believe in income streams, multiple in income streams. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and then you have access to the affiliate portal that, that has all the different, you know, resources that you can have. We have videos you can share with people, just tons of stuff. Mm. Um, you have like social media images, et cetera. So lots of training there too. And then, you know, if you have someone even that's just on the fence, they can even do a strategy call with me um, where I can help, you know, obviously sell them as well. But they, for that strategy call, they have to be like an eight. So I don't, I don't do the strike because that takes my time, but if they're an eight or above and they just have final questions, I'll, I'll do that for you too. But not if they're a two, because I'm not about convincing people about the program. 
Uh, but that's all in the affiliate portal. So when you apply, then you get accepted and you have access to the affiliate portal and you get your own affiliate link and everything. And, you know, we love, we love building this through referrals because as, as we know, you know, I mean, that's what we do with, with our network marketing companies, referrals are the best. Great question, great question. So you'll get your emails next week, Jimmy, and then because you, you'll be graduating from module eight, and then Woucher, you'll get yours, obviously, yeah, when you, you, you can do the refer a friend program, but, you know, since you know the commission is a little bit higher, I would just wait. Yes, yes, of course, yeah. All right, everyone. Fantastic call. Thank you for bringing your great questions and for showing up. Let's take our, our picture and then I'll post right away so you can write your ahas and action steps. So, um, all right. Our first one, one, two, three. And our final one, which is a crazy one. One, two, three. Perfect. So good. <laughs> so excited, everyone. Really glad that we've, and this is really great. If you've got people that are interested, this would be a great time for them to buy because they can do the course leading up to the new year. Because in 2023, now that you've got this under your belt, like imagine keeping coming to these calls, what you can do in 2023. So we're going to have a fantastic year. All right, lots of love to everyone. Oh, remember your ha's and your action steps. That's the only requirement for coming on these calls. And I'll go post these pictures right away. Lots of love, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.